Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grab Bag Podcast. You are joining us for episode three of the world-renowned show, uh, and I say world um, very loosely. I don't mean the actual world. I mean whoever's listening to this, uh, because I don't know if it went global yet, and we'll, we'll find out. This is a weird intro. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump right into the introductions. My name is Tyler, and uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cole. Cole, how are you doing on this? Uh, hey there. Fine November evening. It's November, man. Can you believe it? I know. And uh, don't you hate when it's midnight and then you find out it's actually 6 o'clock p.m.? <laughs> oh, sounds like a story. Uh, let, Dude, let's in- it's let's just so dark. It gets so dang dark. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me a story where like you took a nap and then you woke up uh, and you're like, oh, it's midnight and it was only 6 p.m. No, <laughs> no. It's just the way it looks outside. All right. Well, joining us on the rest of this show is Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. Bueller, hello. I right, may have lost Kyle. Josh, how you doing, Josh? Josh is joining us as well. I'm doing great, man. It's Masters, uh, Masters week. Tigers in contention early, Dude, t- so Tiger had very... an amazing round today. Bogey free. Bogey free. Kyle, bogey are you free, there? I am back, and there I am are. also bogey free. Are you bogey free? No bogeys in you, huh? I have not. I've not shot a bogey in about twelve years. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. That's right. Uh, I'm from the Cole, Michael Scott School of Golf. That's right. Cole, I just want to say that I did take a nap the other day after I got home from work at like 5.20, and I woke up and it was pitch black outside. And <laughs> it it just sucks, man. It sucks. It is depressing. Very much so. But you um, got to enjoy the light once out. That that reminds me of that episode of The Office when, when Dwight's like, seasonal depression disorder, a.k.a. sad. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yes, it is Masters Week in November. Uh, what else is going on? Anything, uh, any interesting anecdotes or stories that you guys can bring to the table today? Uh, the past week was pretty fun. I was... Um, Blessed to give a best man speech at my former roommates and my friend's wedding, so that was cool. Nice. Yeah. Where was, yeah. was that wedding held with a regular capacity crowd or limited? It was about 130 people. The room was huge, um, but they, he did have to. They did have to cut capacity. Well, can, I go ahead, Kyle. Can you give me any pointers, C? Because uh, I got a best man speech coming up in the next right. few months. That's right. Oh yeah. I, uh, well, I got in, I got engaged and Kyle's going to be my best man. <clears throat> and uh dude, planning a wedding, having even 130 people at your wedding, it's expensive. It's Yeah, I bet. It's insane. Uh well, Kyle, I can give you some pointers after the show. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it definitely helps that you've met Taylor beforehand. This the right. the only time that I've ever met my roommate's now wife is when I was there. So that oh, was uh, dang. that threw, I threw a little bit of a wrench in things, but I mean, it was, um, it went very, very well. The only it, best man speech I've ever given. I did this thing where I, I, you know how like bands will put out record albums, like the best of like the best of the Beatles or the best of the best of Van Halen or whatever, you know? Yeah, I did. 
I did, I structured my speech like a best of album. So I was like, these are my, oh no, I called it the greatest hits. So I was like, <laughs> these are the greatest hits. And I like told stories and like stuff like that. It was pretty dope. That's that a really good idea. Who, whose wedding was that, Tyler? That was for my cousin's wedding. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. If someone were to, was going to do that for you, T, what's one greatest hit that, that they'd have to throw in? Well, it has to be like greatest hit with the per- the person. So like it's not just like my greatest hit. It's like your greatest hit, greatest hits with me. Mm. Or like your greatest hits memory of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Like greatest hit of like mini baseball when we were kids, like playing baseball in the basement with like toy baseball bats. Like that would be like a greatest hit. Mm. Or all yeah, greatest hit sense. would be would be watching uh the Einstein rap video thirty times a week. <laughs> Dude, no doubt. E stands for energy, suck up, fool. class, the M is for mass. <laughs> that's my we- that's what my uh, weekly recommendation right there. <laughs> robot, robot, robot chicken. chicken. Go back and rip, rip through robot chicken. You will not be disappointed. Do, you have have you watched it recently? No, is it still good? Uh, I haven't watched it recently. I think are they still making it? I think they're done. Dang. The show was so creative. We we rewound that for probably half an hour worth. Just that, that one so funny. one minute clip. I think I could recite it right now if I had to. I'm being serious. <laughs> you That's know, Josh Fantastic. Uh we were talking about Rick and Morty last week, uh on last episode, and uh it came to Hulu and I I watched all of it. Man, that show is As good. did I. As did I. Very good. It's you know, like it's not even mainly like a comedy, really. Like it's more of a like a like a drama. It's not a drama. It's a. It's not like a comedy. It, it is hilarious, but it's also really well written, and like the story is really good. Yeah, it's very creative. That's what I appreciate about it. Like their concepts. I have no idea how they come up with those concepts for each episode, but I'm appreciative that there's minds out there that are that creative. Yeah. Cole and Kyle, have you seen any of that show? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I'm about. Uh, I'm gonna get on it eventually. Kyle I have not seen he... any of it. So, but you did finish the boys. Both. Seasons. I did finish the boys. Yeah, in about uh, two days, I cruised through <laughs> all those. Yeah, it's it's really worth it. Cole is the person that recommended the boys to me first. Yeah, I've been spreading the word all over the place, dude. I I had to. I uh, took Cole's recommendation for not only the boys, but also for uh, uh, Don't Breathe, the yeah, uh, thriller horror movie, and I was pleasantly surprised with both of them. Crazy, right? I watched that as well, Kyle, um, last weekend. It was very good. Yeah, that, so what was your overall verdict? Was it? Did, would you say it's more of a thriller? Would you say it's more... Horror. Mm, it's tough. I, I probably thriller, although I don't know if it has enough of like uh, the the classic thriller elements to truly call it that. Um, but that moment, uh, the moment that yeah that I won't that I won't talk about. But if, right. if for those of you who have seen it, that I think that is enough to make it a thriller. Well, it made it kind of horror, like 
I mean, when it's got enough. It's got jump scares in it. Oh yeah, true. There's tons of them. It but keeps, keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire movie. Yeah, there's yeah, not a down moment. Well, since we're talking about recommendations, you guys want to just roll into what we recommend first? Yeah, we should. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to roll into a segment that we like to call What We Recommend. In this uh, segment, we just each give something that we recommend. It could be it could be literally anything. Um, does anybody want to go first? Yeah, I can I can lead off. That's all right. Go all right, Jay, it. go for it. So this is based on, I remember we were talking about, um, Cole and I were talking about Fargo the movie. Oh, yeah. And then Cole happened to mention there's also a Fargo TV series on Hulu. Yes. And I had started that, and it is incredible. Nuts. It is absolutely nuts. Um, essentially, there's the plot is there's a guy named Lester Nygaard. He's down on his luck. He lets people push him around. Um, and one day he decides to not let people push him around anymore. Um, but it said in the, in, free, in the freezing cold uh, in Minnesota, I believe, Bemidji, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's like a crazy killer guy who seems to be like otherworldly who um, just kills people in insane ways. But I'm not going to ruin the plot. It's a great show. I would highly recommend it. And it's an Ta- anthology series too. Yeah, so like each season's a different story. But man, I mean, Josh, have you watched the whole first season yet or no? I am on like the last episode of the first season. Oh, dude. And Oh my gosh. And also uh Key and Peel or yeah. as as FBI agents. That was pretty pretty weird, but I like those guys, so it adds yeah, to man. the Ty, you I mean, Kyle, you too. You both would really, really like it as um Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton in the first season. They both do an amazing job. You know, I started I started to watch it and I, I don't know. I don't know remember why I stopped watching it, but I didn't I didn't finish it. It also has Bob Odenkirk in it. I uh, kind of forget that he was in that. That's yeah, better he's, call he's, that's he's, Saul, he's, right? Yeah, it's better call Saul. So I forget what, what his role was in that. There's this crazy story of this woman who um died looking for the Fargo treasure because she she thought oh. she thought Fargo was a was true it? story. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so she went looking for it and she died in the in the snow. In the freezing cold. Oh my yep. god. Really? Yeah. And then wow. I think they made a, I think they made a movie out of it called um uh, Kumiko, the treasure hunter, um, is I think a movie that they made. Her out name of. was yeah. Kumiko. Well, that's just what the characters called. I I don't know if that was the the real person's name. Did she oh. speak? Did she have superhuman <laughs> strength? <laughs> yeah, she's not the character. She could regenerate. <laughs> sounds like sounds like natural selection adds finest to me, boys. All right. So who wants to go next? <laughs> Uh, Kyle, do you want to go? Sure. I, I've been uh, wrestling back and forth between what I want to uh, recommend. Um, but I think I'm going to go with another podcast, which I don't know if I don't know if this is um, it's a pretty popular one. 
Uh, so I don't know if you guys have listened to it or not, but the Stuff You Should Know podcast, have you guys listened to them? No. I feel like I've, I've listened heard to a couple episodes. All kinds of different subjects. I'm just looking down the list. I mean, how Macy's Thanksgiving Parade works, uh, plastic pink flamingos, the Bay of Pigs disaster. Um, oh, if, wow. if you're like me and love learning uh, just about random subjects, from all aspects of life, you guys, you'll love uh, Josh and Chuck, uh, who are the name of the hosts, mm. and the different episodes that they cover. They do uh, long episodes where they're like 40 to 50 minutes, and then they do stuff called short stuff, where it's only about 15 minutes. Uh, and they just talk about uh, anything that they want, really. Hmm. That's cool. It's called Stuff You Should Know or Things You Should Know? Stuff You Should Know. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. I need to break out of my uh, Crime Junkies and Joe Rogan spree. That's all I listen to. <laughs> yeah. It's all I listen to. to. It's like, it's those times, those times when my like four podcasts I listen to don't have a new episode that I'm stuck right. in limbo. I'm like, oh, no, what do I listen to? I don't want to listen to music. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go next. I just okay. subscribed. I'm recommending a thing. And that thing is something called, well, it's called, it goes by different names. You, it's, some people call it a griddle. Some people call it a flat-top grill. Mm. But I, the most life-changing cooking, cooking utensil or cooking appliance, I guess you can call it, is this flat-top grill um, that we have. It's like, it's like a hibachi grill. Like it, It's flat-top. And I'm telling you, it cooks so well. Like, gone are the days of cooking on, like, a traditional grill and, like, crap falling underneath it. I'm talking you can just, like, cook steaks and burgers and pancakes and vegetables and, like, anything you can imagine. You just throw some oil down on that thing, put your put your food item on there, season it up, and then, like, it, it it's it's so – I will never buy a traditional grill again. Flat so top it ain't grill. a Traeger. No, no, it ain't a Traeger. The one, the one we call, one we have is called a Blackstone, Blackstone two burner. So it's got like two temperature zones on it. I'm telling you, dude, you, it's it's a game changer, 100 percent game changer. As someone who's been on the eating side numerous times of uh, Tyler using that grill, I highly recommend. Mm. Yeah, it's what's awesome. the brand? Uh, Blackstone. Okay. There's a bu- there's a few different brands. That's just the one. That's just the one that we have. It's called the Blackstone. So it's if awesome. I wanted to look it up, oh Blackstone Griddle. Uh yeah, they call it a griddle, but it's essentially the same thing. I mean, it, it is the same thing. It's probably called a griddle, but I call it a flat top grill. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's yeah, so it looks solid. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Looks, look, looks easy to clean too. Mm-hmm. Super easy to clean. You know how, like, when you go to a hibachi restaurant, they clean it off by just, like, keeping the heat on? They just put down some water and then just hit a, put a, put a rag on it and, and clean it up? Yeah. yeah. That's all you have to do. Because, like, the heat oh, nice. does the work. So, like, you just keep the heat on and then put a little water on and then you, it just everything scrapes right up. And then you can just scrub it down with your rag and you're, you're good to go. It's ready for the next time. Nice. It's awesome. Highly recommend. That's good stuff. All right. Well, okay. So for my recommendation, it's going to be a musician. And, um, so yeah, when 
I took Anna to the wedding and on the way back we um on road trips we usually will think of an artist and then go to the similar artists um and then just shuffle through them just to see if we um if we like really nice. get attached to another artist nice and one of the guys who sounded incredible um and we li- we listened to like an hour worth of his songs um during this trip his name's james morrison mm-hmm. dude is nuts really james really good all right i'm He's, looking him up his voice is very 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 great and did you uh did you get to him by going through ed sheeran no he went through uh, i believe um john mayer oh okay it can't says argue with eight- that says he's yeah. an english singer so i thought maybe it was like an ed sheeran or somebody is he right. related to van morrison that's what i thought when i first heard his name and we found out that wasn't the case oh i thought for sure he was related to james more to, to van morrison but um unfortunately that is not the case but yeah he's huh. he's pretty dang good um to name a few songs um i won't let you go power heaven to a fool too late for lullabies. I need you tonight. So beautiful. Those are some of the songs that we have on um, this new playlist that we've been making. He, wow, he's been around for a while. Yeah, we noticed that too. He, I think he's like in his late thirties. First album was in two thousand six. Oh yeah. Hmm. You can tell by the pictures on his Wikipedia page too that he's been around for a while. Yeah, man. He. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't found his big break yeah i mean he has like i looked him up on youtube before and he has a couple of videos that are in the like 40 something million views here and there and so it seems like he is oh, a, sh- it says that he's a songwriter having written for demi lovato kelly clarkson and clay aiken also mm. N- nelly furtado yeah he has a song with nelly furtado that has almost 100 million views i'm really surprised that i didn't hear of this guy until we found him on the uh on the road trip huh yeah pleasant surprise his voice is great um we found a few more artists but i mean he stood out the most i think that's awesome yeah well we'll have to we'll have to give him a listen all right that was some great recommendations from everybody let's move in to our next segment one of my favorites let's get him cole's polls all right we got we're are we still gonna do two. I think two is a good number. But okay. So this one involves a picture, but I'll describe it. So <laughs> and the okay, so this is something that I hope that we're all in agreement on. So the prompt is blank put toilet paper on like this. And the picture is a toilet paper roll where the the paper that you pull on goes uh-huh. underneath and so the two like options down um yes so the options okay. are normal people and the other option i'm a bit biased is unhinged lunatics <laughs> is it easy so one? i i i hope it was easy i um and my results are kind of um they work out in my favor too but Wait, so, right, so what's the dilemma, Cole? Can you say it again? So the 
the toilet paper roll is put on where it's like an under instead of an over. So there's oh, always going to be a bit hanging and pressing up against the wall um, <laughs> and not toward you. Personally, I, I, if, if anyone, even in their own home, puts it on that way, I flip it around myself. <laughs> like I'm, I'm that disrespectful to where I will go out of my way to like flip someone's toilet paper around. Yeah, I would definitely agree that only unhinged lunatics have their toilet paper dangling. What is the big deal there? What bothers? What what drives you so crazy about that? The part that I hate the most about it is how, especially in like a restaurant or something, it'll always just be touching the wall, and uh-huh. it's it's just not. It doesn't seem sanitary to me. It seems kind of gross. Plus, it leaves a lot of, a lot of like room for it just falling, I guess. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem always. Also, if I have to use if I have to use a public restroom, I always like I always unspool probably about a foot of toilet paper and don't use it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because you no. because when you go to break a piece of toilet paper, you use your hands to like break it off. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, so it's a lot harder to break off in your hand when it's like that. Right. You, because there's no resistance. Right. When it's Facts. over, when it's over instead of under, then you get the resistance factor where it's a lot easier to rip it off. Yep. I agree. But yeah. So the final results of that, um, normal people. <laughs> got 27% and unhinged oh. lunatics got 73. So that works wow, out so there's, because there's, so 20% there's a strong bias. Lunatics. What I really, Basically. what I really love about Cole is how he doesn't let his personal bias ever enter his research <laughs> process. <laughs> on some of the polls, definitely. Yes. Um, on other ones, I try to keep it fair. I think that most people clicked on his unhinged lunatics just because It'd be fun to do it. Like uh, that's what I vote for. Because they know, they know my bias, and so they want to confirm it. No, it's just a clickbaity answer. Oh yeah, unhinged lunatics. Who says that? <laughs> that's yeah. only something Cole Graham would put on something. Yeah, I'll I'll try to make them more objective as I go on. Let's see here. Okay, so another one that I have are. Which pieces of brownie are the best, the center pieces or the side and corner pieces? Ooh. Oh, center for sure. Center. Yeah, I'm saying center. I'm going corner. Mm. Are you doing that just to be a contrarian or are you actually no, being dude, serious? No, dude, corner and edge. It's the same reason why I like, um, like the crust of a thin crust pizza is my favorite, like on the edge because it's so crispy. So I, you like, appreciate the crunchiness and crispiness. It's Yeah, it's a good balance. I don't... Yeah, it's a good balance because it takes away some of the richness of the like brownie when it's when it's super when it's in the middle, it's all pretty dense and pretty rich. But when you get that mm-hmm. crusty exterior, it's just a nice balance. Have you ever met anybody uh, or one of those people who will eat the entire outer edge of a pan of brownies and then just throw away the middle part? That sounds like an unhinged lunatic to me. <laughs> That doesn't even make any sense. That's just not. You can, yeah. Why? You can cut brownie like you could just have massive pieces of brownie, and then each piece could have an edge. 
It's true. Well, Ty, didn't you told me that there was a long time ago you said there was some invention where yeah. someone made it where every piece was a crust piece. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a pan you can get where it's like you kind of like put the batter in kind of like a river and then there's like pieces yeah. of the pan in the middle. That way every part of it is touching touching it, the metal. Yeah, the it's pan. like it's like a square Ew. with no middle and then you get right. a, a, an edge and everything. Yep. <laughs> I actually well, don't know if that would cook it very evenly. I, I don't know if that would work as well as it seems. Because the reason it gets so crispy is because the edges get hotter and they cook first and longer. So I think you might get a, a weird uneven cook if you use a pan like that. That would be my assumption too. Yeah. What did the people say? Um, It was pretty overwhelming again. 67% for... Uh centerpieces and then 33 for side and corners hmm. yeah That's man surprising. the consistency I... is important and with like when it comes to desserts i like something that's like softer instead of like crispy did you crispy. say this is season four did what <laughs> it sounded like you said this is season four no i didn't say that <laughs> i have no idea what you said I'm trying to think of what I just said that could have sounded like that. Did anybody else hear season four? I'll have to listen to it back. I guess we will. I'm not too sure what made me say that. I don't know if you were watching your favorite show and you're like, this is season four. I deserve something good (laughs) that I like. (laughs) I don't believe so. No. All right. All right. Or if you're uh, watching Game of Thrones season eight and you're like, why can't this be like season four? That would have made the most sense. Cole, Cole has to eat something just to get him over the sadness of the last season. <laughs> I have to do everything to get over the last season. For the record, I have no issue with the last season. Just, Bruh. just putting that out None? There. None at all? No, it's fine. It's Wait, fine. the last season is It's thrust? fine? Yeah, it's fine. I like it. Bruh. I, I got hype in every episode. Are there things that I would have liked to see? Sure. But am I going to be upset about it? Nah. Dude, I don't think that the passion was there with at least with the writers. I mean, and just, I mean, but that's just so unfair. You can't. You you don't know that. Maybe bro, it was. Maybe that's what they wanted. How? What other multi-million budget show is gonna leave Starbucks cups in, and then they don't cut it post production? Okay. And water bottles. Okay, fair enough. But I, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that stuff. People right, acting out of character. We don't on. have to. Yeah, we can. We can spend a whole hour talking about just that, but we won't do that today. Yeah, because we have a game to get to. Yes, Actually, we do. We have, a, we have a few games. Y'all ready to play? Uh, absolutely. Very ready. All right. My first game is called "See You Later, Alligator." So, in "See You Later, Alligator," each answer. So, I'll give you a clue, and then each answer will end in "ater." So A T O R, okay. Oh, so right. so here's an example. All right, so should we bid farewell to the ancient Roman man trained to fight in an arena? Gladiator. So then, right. So your answer would be "See you later, gladiator." All right. <laughs> so you have to right. say "See you later" before, otherwise it doesn't count. I mean, it's fun when you say it, but you don't have to. All right. Fair enough. But it's whoever right. gets the answer out first, though. Correct. Yep. Correct. I think I think we should make make us say see you later. 
Okay, you have to say see you later, and you have to wait till I finish reading the entire clue. Okay? Okay. Got All right, it. and I, there's only six of these because this was a harder one to make. So there's, <laughs> there's only six of these. All right, number one. I think it's time to dismiss the person who delays or puts off tasks. See you later, See you later procrastinator. Cole. Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right, number two. Should we say goodbye to the handheld device that answers math problems? See you later, See you later. calculator. Oh, I got to give it to Kyle. Yeah. It was followed by Josh, then Cole. It's hard to hear. All right, here we go. You got the order all wrong there. (laughs) No way. Number three. Say farewell to the device that hatches eggs under controlled conditions. See you later. later. Josh, I heard Josh. (laughs) All right, we're we're all tied up. Wow. (laughs) All right, here we go. Number four. Would you like to say peace out to the device used to set off an explosive? See you later, so Detonator. Kyle. Yes. Hey, Kyle. Thank you. Thank All you. right. It is one, two, delayed. one. Number five. Say goodbye to the appliance that removes water from food in order to preserve it. See you later, Dehydrator. Got it. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. Number six. Kyle, this is the battle for second, unless Kyle gets it. Here we go. Get out of here to the device that gives an electric shock to a person's heart. Zero to front Oh, sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I had Cole on that one, too. All right, good game. Good game, everybody. Nice, GG. nice. All right, my next game. Uh, so Kyle wins. My next game, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, it's, a, it's a movie-type game, so brace yourselves. Oh, boy. Cole's going to dominate us. All right. <laughs> this game is called Cinema Snacks. All right. Ooh. So it's a mashup game. So I want you to, I want you to, you're going to mesh together a snack, food, or drink with a movie title. Okay. Dang. So okay. the name of the name of the movie will always be first and the food, the snack item will always be second. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Here we go. And you have to wait till I read the whole thing, and it's first one to say it. Here we go. It's Stanley Kubrick's 1971 film on violence, juvenile delinquency, and a popular ingredient of a smoothie. Oh, stumped you on the first one. Oh, my god! Wait, so <laughs> okay, the so, first half is the movie, and the second half is going to be the Right, food. and it's a mashup. Right, it's a mashup. This, so I is read- it a, a clockwork orange juice? You got it. It is okay. a clockwork right. orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Number two. Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto challenge the system to get experimental drugs to fight AIDS, including a concoction made with bread, turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Dallas Buyers Club sandwich. Nice, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good job. All right, number three. Jodie Foster plays an FBI agent with a taste for cutlets of baby sheep. Sounds like lamb chops. Nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Cole, you can't answer this next one. Pause on Cole. Okay. Number four. Michael Jordan helps the Looney Tunes play basketball against the aliens to win a delicious Creole rice dish similar to paella. Oh, my God. A space jam, but I don't know what, what's paella. Yes. Space Jam. Space Jam. Jamboree. Uh, Cole. 
What's a what's a Creole dish that they always eat? It's a big pot of stuff that they stew forever. It's called uh, it's called jambalaya. Space jambalaya. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to Josh. What? I said it right before he said it. <laughs> All right. Number five, Cole, you can come back in. All right. Daniel Day-Lewis plays a creepy oil prospector who, who says, I drink your milkshake and I eat your congealed animal body fluids. There, there will be blood. Uh-huh. There, will, but... there will be blood bags. <laughs> no, congealed animal body fluids in a casing. They come in a casing. You eat them for breakfast. There will be there blood will be sausages. sausages. Nice. Kyle lagged out, but I heard Josh, so I got to give it to Josh. Oh, my God. It's two in a row. I'm sorry. All right. All right. That's two in a row. So it's two, three, zero. Josh, if you get this last one before Cole, you tie. Here we go. In this early 90s film, Johnny Depp cares for his mentally challenged younger brother by feeding him this gravel-based, inexplicably popular breakfast cereal. What's eating Gilbert Grape Nuts? Got it. <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh, that was really that was that was really good. I got I got another game if you want to play it. I mean that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do one more. All right, one more. Here we go. So same same rules apply here. This one is called Reply of the Tiger. Okay. So you have to you have to channel your inner Tony Tiger and answer in in Sorry, stuttering. And each answer will have grr in it. Okay. So anywhere or just at the end? No, at the beginning. Okay. Oh, so okay. you ha- so you have to give it to me like like he says great. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Here we go. This is not a movie game. It's just a coincidence that the first question to this one is a movie <laughs> question. <laughs> Here we go. Number one. This movie starring Sandra Bullock was so out of this world, it earned a 2014 Best Picture nomination. Gravity. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number two. When traveling through a Spanish-speaking country, this is how Tony the Tiger says thank you. Gracias. Gracias. Oh, you all get a point. Good job. (laughs) All right, one, one, two. Number three. It's a daily deal website that offers discounts on local goods Groupon. and services. Groupon. <laughs> wow. I'll give it. I'll give it to Josh, even though I'm not asking the question. Yeah, are we just giving points yeah. for breaking rules now? <laughs> it, it, it was almost there. We'll, we'll give it to him. <laughs> that's the. That's the only. Uh, that's the only time I do that. You're lucky. Thanks, Charles. Here we go. I don't know what the score is. Oh, two, one, It's zero. two, one, one, Kyle. Kyle's in the lead. No, you're not. All right, here we go. Uh, number four. This is what Austin Powers calls pretty much everything. Groovy. Groovy. Got it, Cole. <laughs> yep. You all got it, but he got it first. Uh, number five. The removable metal caps worn as jewelry over one's teeth. Grrr. Kyle got it. Number six. Sandy and Danny fly off in this famous movie car. Grease. Grease what? Lightning. Grease lightning. <laughs> Josh, I the only person I hear say grease lightning. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> oh, come on. Something must be wrong with my mic because I'm hearing me say it before Josh like every time. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. just going off of how I hear it. So it, yeah. it could be it could be lagging. All right. 
number last one number seven i don't remember the score he is the qu- he is the quiet canine half of a british claymation duo Grummet. Grout. Grummet. Yeah, you said grout. <laughs> grout. <laughs> yeah, something like grout. that. Uh, that reminds me of Parks and Rec, where where uh, Ron's like, "And I brought your grout cleaner. I noticed you needed grout cleaner." <laughs> All right. That was good. I, I did. Josh win that one. I actually don't know. I, I no, lost I think count. Cole got. I think Cole got me. We may have. Grout we tied on one, right? We may have tied. Yeah. I think there was a collection. I think there was a tie somewhere in there, but yeah, like I said, it is a little, you know, it's, I can, you know, I can only base it off of how I hear it. So if somebody lags, like, even if they like say it first, I'm, I'm still only hearing it, how I hear it, you know? Yeah. I guess we'll find out when we run it back. That's true. Well, it'll still be from, well, I guess it'll be from uh, Craig's perspective, whatever, whatever Craig says. Craig better not do me dirty this week. He better he better show the truth. That's right. All right. Uh do we have uh do we have any other like planned segments? I think that's that's all my segments right now. Did I got we top, do the top, top five, five this week. Oh yeah, yeah, top five. Let's go. We can end it with top five. All right, and all here right. is Josh's top five. All right, fellas. So in the spirit of uh thanksgiving mm-hmm. i decided to do my top five uh thanksgiving foods these can be side dishes main dishes and desserts decided to all throw them in in one love it great choice so, um i decided not to do any honorable mentions because there's way too many to throw in there true um <laughs> so at number five um i'm gonna i got stuffing in there oh which you know- Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, stuffing at five might be controversial, but, I mean, it's it's a staple. It's good. It's not the first thing I go for. It doesn't get me up in the morning. doesn't get me excited for Thanksgiving, but I know it's going to be solid. My grandma, Cole and I's grandma, just makes some solid classic, you know, the onion, celery, mm-hmm. parsley, rosemary, mm. uh, broth and bread, just like the essential stuffing, and it's always phenomenal, but... It made my top five, but it's not, you know, not what I get out of bed for in the morning on Thanksgiving. That's that's not the best thing she makes on Thanksgiving. That's, that's true. also true. For the record, I will say that I do get out of bed in the morning for stuffing, um, and I'm just really glad that it made your top five. Yes, it's very good. And I like to put gravy on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So number four, this one might not be a staple in every household, uh, but it's certainly at ours uh, and possibly others around the country, but bacon wrapped water chestnuts with barbecue. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, wow. Those that's that's are, an elaborate dish. Smack. Those are gas. Absolute gas. <laughs> if you put if you put me and Cole at the front of the line, there better be two pans because those boys are gonna be cleared out. <laughs> I um, can't say that I ever have had this. Dude. They're phenomenal. What is a water chestnut? Is water chestnut like an onion? No. It's like no, it's like a type of it's a type of nut. Um, Did you just ask oh. if a water chestnut was like an onion? <laughs> I don't know. I've never. I don't think I've ever had one. <laughs> it has nut in the name. <laughs> no, I mean like the consistency of it. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. is it crunchy like a peanut, or is it closer to like an onion when you like an onion ring? 
It is it's, kind of close to an onion's consistency now that you mention that, it. That's what I'm saying. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're very good. Um, Who makes those in your family? Is that your grandma too? I think my my aunt makes it. Aunt Jane Cole. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, pretty positive. She, she, on that. she brings them to Thanksgiving and Christmas, and mm-hmm. it's like, and you put so like they're wrapped. They're they're kind of small, and. Before dinner starts, I'll I'll eat three or four of those things before <laughs> before 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 my grandpa Bill is throwing down a prayer, and <laughs> I, I I inevitably get uh get side out stairs for my mom, but she can get over it. They're too good. <laughs> um, That's so, awesome. And number three, uh, this one everybody should know. Um, might not make your guys top list, but corn casserole. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I freaking love corn casserole it's phenomenal don't know what it is about it but it's just super good that takes up that's probably anywhere from 15 to 20 percent of my plate on the first on the first go around mm-hmm. i don't think corn casserole's ever like it's not always been a staple because it's like cornbread mash with corn in it right yes yeah yeah it, it's super easy to make like you you, you buy two containers Toss them in a pan, maybe mm. add like butter and milk, and let it bake. You can put that Jiffy but, mix in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Jiffy mix. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. That is what it is. Yeah, yeah, super easy to make. My mom always makes it because it's the easiest thing, and she just wants to throw something together that's easy. But sometimes easy is best, and that's it's right. always very good. Okay, you guys have this that is so far house? a great list. No, like I said, we don't always do staple. Last year. Last year we had um so my mom became a vegan so last year we had vegan Thanksgiving. Oh boy. I'm That's engaged tough. to a vegan. I love vegans. I, you know, I like vegetables like I don't mind eating like a mostly plant-based diet, but when it comes to Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. vegan Thanksgiving is just kind of depressing. Like, <laughs> I got to be honest. Yeah, like, it's not what it's about. Right. That's like I like go full carnivore. That's like celebrating St. Patty's Day with uh with someone who's an Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> hey, or in our mom, who doesn't in drink. Our, yeah. In our mom's defense, though, I think she did have a little bit of turkey last Thanksgiving, and that was like the only non-plant-based hey. thing she ate all year. Mm. No, I don't think we had turkey. There wasn't turkey. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did. I we're gonna have we to. Did. We're gonna have to fact-check that with with Trey, but pretty yeah. sure we did. What was the mm. substitute for turkey? Some I don't I don't know. It's it's spam? just it makes me sad to think about. No, spam's not vegan. <laughs> Are you kidding? We had uh, we had spam burgers. Vegan. Uh, vegan spam. Can't can't believe it's not spam. As if spam just, wasn't horrible. I just want I just want to reiterate. I love vegans. There are there are it is you like people. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said that they don't eat healthy food because healthy food doesn't taste good. And I, I wanted to just slap him. I wanted to say, then you don't know how to season food because healthy food tastes great, but it does take extra work because there's not fat in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway, continue with your top five. You heard it here first. Tyler doesn't like vegans. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> so so coming in at number two, this has been a, tra- a tray that – uh. I severely missed it last year's Thanksgiving, and I will personally mm. make it if it's not uh, pr- provided by my grandmother. Mm. But sweet potato casserole with marshmallows uh, on top. Interesting. 
with marshmallows on top. It is absolutely phenomenal. Marshmallows get nice and melty on top. And I enjoy sweet potatoes. So um, they put a lot of sugar in it. So it's not like, you know, you're eating straight, strictly sweet potatoes. But I think Cole can attest as well that it's it, it's straight fire. Okay, so do you eat it as a dessert or is it on your plate? It's on my plate. All right. I think it could qualify as a as a dessert, but it goes on my plate. That's another. That's anywhere from ten to fifteen percent of my plate. You know, it's all about the portions right. on the first plate. You know, you got turkeys, probably thirty thirty five percent. You know, it gives you sixty five for other other stuff on there. You got to allocate like five percent to the green beans to make yourself feel better. But <laughs> uh, you know, it's all about the percentage of the plate and how much you can fill. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I love sweet potatoes. So I, I've never been a fan either, man. Yeah. If you if you tried this casserole, I think it would change, sway your opinion. All right, all right. It's very good. I'd recommend it. But uh, coming at number one. Here we go. So maybe controversial. Dark meat or light meat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. next week on Cole's Pools. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dark meat. By the way. Mm-hmm. Unquestionable. White meat's always too dry. Yep. But well, you just gotta know one, how to cook it. Number one. Yep. Pecan pie. Oh yeah. Wow. Claps in the chat for that. A 100%. dessert item. Wow. Josh, I am so happy you didn't put turkey. I am so happy you went out of the ballpark. I love pecan pie. That makes wow. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Pecan pie is my all time. I'm not even a huge fan of pies in general. But I will, I will smash a piece of pecan pie in the microwave for 15 seconds with ice cream on Thanksgiving. <laughs> no <It's>, doubt, <laughs> brother. It's the no best. No doubt. And I don't even like uh, pumpkin pie. I don't think it's very good, to be honest. It can be super bland or super sweet, and then like, like so it's just hit or miss. But pecan yeah. pie, pecan pie is just, mm, there's just something yeah. about it. Something about good. it. And I plan on making it for this year's Thanksgiving, so I'm going to th- make it uh, throw some extra butter in there, extra sugar, make it extra good for, for nice. the fans. So. Very nice. Well, well, I may not, well, I may not agree with everything on that list. I, I, I respect it, and I love how uh, out, of the, out of the box you were, and I appreciate that. Very That's what I was going to say, is I love the, the unconventional approach I think um I think some I think listeners will appreciate that. So thank you, Josh, for that top five. Thank you. Yeah. Having also, a dessert as number one is a ballsy move. Yeah. True. Is, uh, is eggnog a Christmas? It is a Christmas. Uh, yes. Okay. Eggnog's Christmas, but Marley's okay. eggnog is, is some of the best stuff I've ever had in my life. That's what um, I was thinking earlier when I when when uh, I said that, that's not the best thing she makes, I thought it was a Thanksgiving and Christmas thing. I th- I thought that's what you were thinking of, and I was yeah. like, oh, he thinks it's Thanksgiving. But right. I could swear I could swear to make make us a nice batch for uh for Thanksgiving if I push her right. enough. But it's more of a <laughs> it's definitely more of a Christmas thing for sure. Right, and yep. I look forward to it every year. Well, guys, I think uh, I think we've reached our time. This has been a uh, been another great episode of Grab Bag, the Grab Bag Podcast. And uh, any uh, any parting words for our listeners? Any any anything you want to share? Um, 
Listen to James Morrison. There you go. Check him out. Here first. Get a tattoo. James Morrison. Get a tattoo. Yeah, Kyle got a tattoo. <laughs> what? Kyle, did Kyle you really? got a tattoo? I did. Of what? Uh, Hebrew lettering uh, from Psalm 39 for for the word sojourner. So, uh, word that has been pretty big in my faith. So, got mm-hmm. it on my got it on my right forearm and, and loving it. All right, let's go. It's pretty awesome. Well, I'm gonna need a picture of that. No doubt. I'll, th- yeah, I'll throw it in the chat. Group chat, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right, well, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we're trying to get on Apple Podcasts. We're not sure when that's going to happen. Apple takes takes their sweet time. But in the meantime, you can listen to us on Spotify or um, Anchor. And uh, until next time, uh, thank you to my co-host, and thank you everyone for listening. And we'll see you later. Peace. Bye. See ya.